Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Hi, right, welcome back here on the SBN 97.5 and 92.5. So we haven't we, we touched on the Astros in the first segment, and then we, we moved on. Time to get back and talk about our team. Um, it did not go well last night. You split at home, which is something that you were looking for. Uh, you needed to get a split, and they got the split. Carlos Correa took care of business. Now, Chas McCormick, he went back on that ball, couldn't get to it in the first inning. They jumped out early, and they were jumping on. They were jumping on Fromber. The The thing is, Fromber, of course, got double plays because that's what Fromber does. Mm-hmm. But the balls that they hit, that ball that Farmer hit, that ball that Carlos hit, that ball, I mean, the, put, the hard hits yeah. against him were brutal. Brutal. I mean, they were just ripping him. And then, he, of course, he got a couple of double, double plays that got him out of it. But here's Chas McCormick uh, talking about his former teammate, Carlos Correa, how can't let him take over the game. Yeah, he's a he's a leader uh, on that team, and you know I've seen him I've seen him do, do it before, and um, you know he's he's hot right now, but we gotta we gotta calm him down a little bit. We gotta pitch him a little better, and and uh, make sure he's not he's not taking control of the game because that's what he wants to do. He wants to take control of the game, and we gotta go to Minnesota. You know it's gonna be a big crowd, it's gonna be loud. They got they got us Sonny Gray on the mound, but you know we've been in this position before. Um, obviously it's playoffs. You know, it's gonna be back and forth. We just have to. Um, we have to go to Minnesota and, and uh, be ready to play and be ready to hit. We got to put up runs. So we got to do. Personally, I got to do better up there. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be loud in Minnesota, and we we gotta we gotta make sure we hit baseball. That was Chas McCormick. You're expecting Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens had to uh, push us back to 8:30, so we will talk to him at 8:30 right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So you have to stick around for a little bit longer. And there's a reason that you're going to stick around anyway, is because we're going to play. What did you learn this weekend? In one sentence, in about 12 minutes, 15 minutes here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. What are your What are your thoughts about uh, game one? Game one, Roger. I mean, uh, Justin Verlander fought, fought, fought got out of some jams, and then played great. You know, then, then did mm-hmm. what he had to do over the last three innings. Norris was a disaster. Um, you know, some of the other stories, I'm trying to just go back to the first game also. You do have two. You have, Ch- I mean, it is kind of a story. Chaz getting a start in both games so far in this series, uh, as opposed to Dubon. That was something. Now, we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen, Yiner Diaz, don't know that we're going to see Yiner Diaz. Well, he obviously. came in yesterday. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> no, not late. So, so let me ask you this, and, and I was disgusted with it. First at bat, Maldonado grounds into a double play, and, you know, it's just like, of course, typically when you need, you got a leadoff single from Pena, and then Maldonado grounds into the double play, and then you get something uh, going again. Altuve gets on again. He has another hit. And you're like, it's just a rally. It's just so deflating. And then Maldonado comes up again and looks terrible, and he just barely gets one to the mound. But then he bring he brings him up in the fifth inning mm-hmm. of a game that Fromber's already out of. Yeah. It, and 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 well, that was I that's that was the at bat where he just hit hit weakly to the pitcher. He's so bad offensively that and and listen. You only got two catchers, so you have to worry about bringing in Yiner and then not having a catcher because if Yiner gets hurt for any reason whatsoever, then you you have nobody. He's out of the game. But you know these two guys are managing different differently. Uh, you know Kirilov comes in uh, for Solano at first base, and and you're like, oh, this guy. He, he you know what? He's going to take advantage of anything with a with a five run lead. But Rocco Baldelli is making changes that you're like, wow, he's just he in, in the fifth inning, he's serious about this is a well, better matchup. How about matchup. Correa hitting fourth? What yeah. about that change? Well, that changes because you're a, you got a lefty and and Carlos Correa, and Carlos listen, knows, he hate knows him or Fromber. whatever. Carlos Correa is a leader. 
Carlos is a leader. Carlos is also highly intelligent. Yes. His baseball intelligence is off the charts. And he learned a lot from Alex Cora, but he's learned a lot from his father. He is highly, he is a baseball savant. And remember, it was Carlos that went out there. And the first time we saw Carlos really be a hardcore leader was during, was when Fromber had made that elevation during the COVID year. And we saw, we are like, holy crap, Carlos is the guy out here. He's and he knows Fromber. He's like, getting he in Fromber's face Fromber in, that, in, that, yeah. in that mound visit. Mm-hmm. The one that Jeremy Jeremy, Bran, uh, Jeremy uh, Branham makes reference to every day. Anyway. What's Car- that? What's that about? Oh, it's just it's, Carlos. Anytime he talks about Carlos, it's about mound It's visit. his greatest skill. If you're not going to the mound. See, in Jeremy a bad way or good way? Not, it's, it's sarcastic. It's ridiculous. Way. Oh, okay. It's a, a ridiculous $30 million dollars worth of mound visits, I yeah. think is what he calls Well, it. I'll tell you this. You want to talk about mound visits. So here's the story about how, 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 how smart Carlos Correa is. So Carlos Correa, in that game against Toronto, where they picked, up, picked off Guerrero at second base, MLB did like a 12-minute deal on it. So Carlos Correa went to the dugout and says, these guys are taking big leads, big leads on you. Mm-hmm. So you know what we're going to do? I'm going to give you the signal. And, and I'm going to tell the catcher, because so the pitcher doesn't look back there, I'm going to tell the catcher this is it. When there is five seconds left on the pitch clock. That's how that happened? That's how that happened. Wow. He said... He said, he, and what, look at that, taking advantage of the pitch clock. Because you couldn't have done that last year. Well, now year. it's the timing. Now, that, last year, the catcher would have had to make some signal for both of them. But Carlos, at six seconds left, starts running to the base. The pitcher whirls and throws, and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Guerrero gets picked off, saves the game for him because they got second and third, ends the inning, and it's just – and Carlos goes – Carlos goes, and it's so loud here that the the third base coach will never. If that would have happened last night to the Twins, they would have easily got back because the third base coach would have gone, get back, get back, and they would have heard him. Mm-hmm. But in Minnesota, you couldn't hear him yeah. because it's so loud. So all of those things, you know, you can make fun of mound business and all that. It's the little things that you do that your that your intelligence brings to the game that makes a huge difference. Picking him off there was a game saver. Yeah, it makes a difference of moving on or not moving on, possibly. Mm-hmm. So then, John's of, referenced something that happened in the in the, the Wildcard series, but right. it was a really Carlos had two plays. One showed an amazing that where it was that play, which is a high baseball Q play, IQ play, and the other one where where he had to range way off of his spot for a ball that got past the third baseman. Run was going to score. He scoops it and throws on the run and throws a laser to the catcher that gets the runner at the plate. Like, those are the two. And, look, I mean, for as much as – and Jeremy Jeremy Pena's play yesterday where the ball oh. late hopped him and he still grabbed it was incredible. But Carlos's play to beat Jeremy Pena – like, <laughs> Carlos is one of the great shortstops that I've seen from a range standpoint, an arm standpoint – uh, and he's very, very clutch. It's just you can't pay him what he wanted. It was, it was never. No one's saying that. But Carl, what we are facing off against a guy that we know is very clutch. Yeah. And Carlos had a really good game yesterday. And now you got to go and win on the road. But you know, this is nerve wracking to have to really need a win with hot with with uh, Christian Javier pitching. We saw bad Fromber yesterday, um, who wasn't hitting strike like. Christian Javier must throw strikes. He must, must get so ahead. No. Must get ahead. No. He must do. He must take his chances with first pitch strikes. What's uh, what is your trust level on Naris right now? I mean, he was one bad out. Yeah, it's, but it's that was right. really bad. I'm not I'm not dumping that him was out of really bad. It was terrible, but I'm not dumping him out of. No, you can't do anything about it. You have a limited right. guys that you can go to. Montero came in and did a nice job. Um. You just uh, you got to be able to trust Neris. If if you can't trust Neris, you can't trust Abreu. But you know Abreu came in and did a great job. Presley came in and did a great job. But once again, you can't fall behind Duran. You cannot fall behind the Twins with Duran on the mound. That dude has thrown more hundred mile an hour pitches than anybody in baseball, and at any closer in baseball for sure. And he and you just you just got to get a lead. When when they took the lead, hey, first one sets the tone. The Astros set the tone on on Saturday. They set the tone last night, and they just and and you got to set that tone in Minnesota. It's going to be cooler. I don't think that matters really. Uh, both teams are going to be cold out there. It's going to be in the fifties, I guess. 
Um, and I don't, I don't think that that matters. You know what? You just got to do. You, Bregman, Tucker, Chaz, Brantley, Abreu. You know what you got to do? Hit because you haven't been hitting. Altuve's been wonderful. Jordan's been wonderful. You're going to need four runs. Everybody's been else. You're going to need at least four runs. I mean, oh yeah. Odds are that you will need at least four runs. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I could listen again. If you get, if you get two runs, six six innings, two runs out of Javier, I'll take it, it right now. It would be the fourth time in the last eighteen games. Yeah, that's not happening. Well, no, much. but 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 guys step up, and Javier hopefully. Yeah, will step no, up. you have to help Javier steps up. But the one thing we saw with Fromber yesterday is. As much as you want to say it's just flip the switch Astros, it didn't happen yesterday with Fromber. He wasn't able to flip the switch. That looked like, yeah, I've seen that guy plenty this year. Yeah. Um, and that Hector Nuris, like, yeah, I've seen that guy. I recognize him from earlier this year. I've seen this guy. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Neris looked, uh, looked awful. Montero looked okay. I don't know. You know what? I don't know if that's fool's gold. We'll find out whether or not Dusty goes to him in a high leverage situation. Uh, he went to him in a six-run game last night, and uh, and unfortunately, I mean, he's fortunately, going back he to came him. through. Don't worry, he's oh, no, going he'll back, go back to him. him. He will go. How about? <laughs> how about? I heard this story. Christian Vasquez. You, you know, you know where Christian Vasquez is. Yeah, he's with the the twins. The twins. Uh-huh. You know, they gave him thirty million dollars. Ten year, two, three years, thirty million dollars. Did they really? Oh, and, was, is that where he went he for free agency? And he doesn't play. He doesn't play. He sits on and the bench. He doesn't play. Now he played more than Jeffers during the regular season, but he hasn't played uh, once in the in postseason the post at all. <laughs> How about this guy? He's like, and they say he's a better defensive catcher, but they, but the Jeffers twins have opted for they, the twins have opted for offense. Yeah. We opt for defense. we don't do that. But this guy, you know, when he came here, when Christian Vasquez got here. Dusty had him in the office, and he goes, I'm glad that you're here. We're really glad that you're here. You're not going to play. Yeah, I didn't trade for you. You're not going to play, <laughs> but I'm glad you're here. You were not my guy. You're not the guy. I didn't and make now he's sitting again. He's like, hey, I'm a really good catcher. How come I can't play anywhere? I, on two playoff teams, he gets kicked to the curb. Back to back. No. Now he, he wasn't catch. there. Wait, he wasn't there last. Was it last year he was with us? Yeah, but yeah, it was last year. Last not year, the year and he caught the no hitter in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and he can't get on the field. When we come back, what did you learn this week in one sentence? Let's go. Someone three seven eight zero three seven seven six, and then Roger Clemens joins us. Roger- I want to hear what people did this week. You know, we've had we've got at we got Texans Falcons. We have. Astros playoffs. You've got your Longhorn fans. You've got your Aggie fans. You've got Cougars Roth. Um, you got all kinds of you've stuff. You got Miami that you we can, got all you kinds of about NFL stuff. We've had nobody call, but I know they'll call yep. for what did you learn this yeah. weekend? Because people on, learn things over the weekend. That's what that's what I've learned. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. What did you learn this weekend? In one sentence. Let's go. Fill it up. Fill it up. And then as soon as somebody gets off, you get in. Right now, though. I learned that John Daspit is gonna. He is sponsoring Roger Clemens. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is the sponsor of the Roger Clemens uh, appearances we have. John Daspit has been very, very active. You've seen his television commercials all over. He's he's peppering them into the uh, the big games that are on TV, the big football games. You're going to see him there. I think you're going to see him with some baseball. You're going to see him all over the place. Um, really cool commercials. John Daspit is um, is. Firmly implanted in the NIL space with players using the name, image, and likeness like it's supposed to be. Um, and he does a great job of giving back to the communities, different types of bike drops. And there's a lot of things John does for He's got autographed jerseys, Jalen Ford from Texas, giving those to kids. And uh, it's one of the things he likes to do to give back. Now, the best way that he gives back is by fighting for your rights and passionately pursuing justice for those of you who have been injured in an accident. It could be through someone else's uh, negligence on the roadway. It can be out on the water. It can be at the workplace. But he's going to fight for you because he understands those hospital bills, the physical therapy, uh, the time spent missing from work, even the pain and suffering is something that needs to be accounted for because it wasn't your fault. And John Daspit is there to work for you. 713, call now. Super easy phone number. You have no excuse not to call and, and take up your free legal advice there. 713, call now or go to DaspitLaw.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. The worm is the spice. The spice is the worm. 
You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Time to play. What did you learn this weekend in one sentence? If you've never played it before, you 815, people are like, what is this? We don't know about it. It's usually at 745. We thought we were going to have Roger Clemens, but Roger Clemens is going to join us at the bottom of the hour here. So what did you learn this weekend? It's You get one sentence to tell us what you learned this weekend, and we'll discern what it is, or we'll just move on. 713-780-3776. Let's play our game. Did you did you learn anything this weekend? What did you learn about your wife this weekend? Mm. Uh, she she watches. No, she doesn't watch games with me anymore. Everyone thinks that she's at home. What's it like at home? Uh-huh. It's easy. Well, she was at her father's watching, watching, wasn't it? Yeah, she did ban um, uh, nothing personal on Popeye's chicken, but she thinks that's a jinx. Oh, my God. You learned something. A friend of mine texted, like, what's it like at the house right now? I bet she's been puckered up. This is after, this is after, the, after they were winning. And I said, uh, I said, you know, she's at my, her, my father-in-law. She doesn't watch games. She thinks I'm a jinx. He said, I'm going to text her right now. Oh, God. And he texted her. No. And, she's, and now she blames me. The mere mention of you was a jinx. Yeah. She said the mere sentence? mention of me. Yeah. Was that one sentence? That was not one sentence. No. He doesn't know how to play the game. Not, he doesn't really play the game well. I'm not that good at he's that. Not, he's not good at this game. I can Here we a, go. I got a buzz from Hobuzz. I can tell you that. What did you? Okay. Well, I you learned, learned that. that, though. You learned that before. I learned that before. I learned That's it. Not it's not new. happened again. It's called, what did you learn this weekend in one yeah. sentence? Tony, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? Good morning, guys. I, good morning, guys. I just learned. I just wanted to say that uh, I can no longer be a Cowboys fan as long as Dak is taking snaps. He is straight trash, homie. Okay, that was a comma. He is straight trash, not a two sentences. So, right, he, right, Dollar, we got a ruling on that? I mean, I can no longer maybe, be a Cowboys fan. Semicolon, Dak, maybe? Comma, he is straight trash. He's straight. Semicolon? Yeah. Semicolon. Okay. Uh, yeah, sentence. That's kind of. 713-780-3776. Julian, what did you learn this weekend? Woo! I learned that it's October, baby. We're going to rock out with the Brock out. Bang, bang, now the gang. <laughs> that seemed like a lot of sentences. Beat it, Julian. A lot of terrible no one sentences. Cares about, yeah. No one cares about your stupid 49ers. Yeah. Happy that they beat the brakes off the Cowboys? No, I liked it. I yeah. liked it. But I, I'm a little scared of the Easiest ring. game on the board. I, I learned this weekend that, damn, the Rangers are peaking at the right time. <laughs> I mean, That's what wow. I learned this weekend. Yikes. Uh, Ryan, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned when hooking up with a girl named Samantha, don't call her Sarah, who's her best friend. Ooh. Wow. Don't call her Sarah when you're hooking up. Yikes. Wrong names are bad. I don't care what her best friend's name is. The wrong name is terrible. It's always a bad move. That's a bad move. You're never going to overcome that. Uh, Who's next? It's uh, Philip. What'd you learn this weekend, Philip? Philip, go. I learned the Cowboys fans are completely delusional. Thank you. Thank you. Like, you lear- you just learned this? You just learned this? Every year is their year. Okay. He just learned the Cowboys fans are delusional. 713-780-3776. What'd you learn this weekend? Jimmy, what'd you learn this weekend? I learned that Mattress Firm must be owned by a bunch of whiny-ass Seattle fans. That's what I learned. Okay. Okay. Mattress Firm's owned by a whiny-ass... Seattle fans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? Carlos Carrera is the ghost of baseball past and has come to haunt us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't refute that. There's no refuting that sentence right there because he did haunt us last night. Boy, did he hit the ball hard. Holy crap, is he on it? You want to talk about ultra-focus. Mm-hmm. That dude is ultra-focused when, yeah. it, when it matters most. Tommy, what would you learn this weekend? I didn't learn it this week. I didn't learn it this weekend. I learned it this morning. Jim McInvale will MF a MFer in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> this is still part of the weekend. This is still part of the weekend. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. He will mf you. I guess so. Joe Mama. Well, we saw it on video. Yeah, we saw him. MF we saw him on video in Philly. You in just Philly. learned that. Yep, yep. In Philly, we saw that. 
There was proof already. Come get some of this, mother. <laughs> La raza, que pasó, mi hijo? Juanito. Johnny Granati. That's what. Last schnitzel. Delvincito. Delvincito. Gentlemen, good morning. Gentlemen, good morning. Well, I learned that if you go to Bucky's, somebody might be peeping on you. If you go to Bucky's, somebody might get peepy on you. Peeking on you. Peeking on you? What's peeking on you? Well, what? you can't do it in the back. Peeping. 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 Peeping oh, Tom. Who's a peeping Tom? There was a, oh. there were peeping Toms at Bucky's. Oh wait, I did. He- I didn't see. I that. didn't know what this story is, but that's what the reference is. Oh, I didn't know that. Ooh, oh, I didn't see hold this on. story. Let me Google this. I was too busy getting uh, berated by Twitter. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> oh, and rightfully was, so. Was, <laughs> rightfully son so. of Bucky's co son of Bucky's co-founder arrested and charged for recording people oh, in the yeah. bathroom. That's Chance's favorite bathroom. Hidden cameras. Oh, look at this. Hidden cameras in the bathroom? Yeah. Oh, wait. Mitchell Wasek, 28, of KXAN, or who KXAN identifies as the son of Bucky's co-founder, was arrested and given a $10,000 bond per charge, which totaled $280,000. Within the bond condition, he cannot contact alleged victims. He was arrested for invasive visual recordings. Is it which bathroom was it? Victims in? were unaware that they the ones that you go to. No, it said in the men's or the women's. You were unaware of the recordings exist in the bed in the bedroom and bathroom, and indicate. Oh no, it's not at a Bucky's. It wasn't at a house. Bucky's, but the guy who's associated with Bucky's was doing. Yeah. Oh, oh so Bucky's just took bullets. See, this is why I tell my kids: don't you do anything to embarrass the Zerline name. Bucky's is just sitting here making fudge. That's. Just don't do anything brisket with that. sandwiches. They're sitting there making their, yeah, brisket sandwiches, their fudge, their Bucky Nuggets or whatever, their banana puddings. They're minding their own business, mm. trying to sell you 96-ounce soft drinks. And what happens? The son does something. They're like, mm. Bucky's! I thought Bucky's. I'm like, man, those feel like they're pretty foolproof bathroom stalls. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it turns out it's not in the Bucky's bathrooms. I'll tell you what, Bucky's ain't afraid to charge you money now. Bucky's will, Bucky's will, will charge you. Sounds like you're bashing the great American institution. Oh, guess I got busted. Court documents showed in May a woman reported she and a group of friends were invited to this guy's house, this kid's uh, lake house, when one friend who works in cybersecurity noticed the charging port where the hidden camera plugged into the wall in the assigned bathroom. After discovering the camera, the group left the residence and reportedly went through the micro SD card. So the guy with cybersecurity is when he noticed, hey, hey. That's a camera. Why is there a charging port here <laughs> by uh, the pee-pee? All right, uh, John, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned that Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and Jimbo Fisher all suck rhinoceros junk. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's aggressive. Rhinoceros junk. Wow. Jimbo is... got beat by a superior quarterback. You cannot stop Ooh. Milrow. <sighs> he threw some bad passes, some but really boy, he ones. threw a couple of dimes. He, and he can throw a deep ball. Can we get into the logistics what? of his of his uh, the end of his call? Sure. Like, how talented do you have to be at doing that to do it to a rhinoceros? Like, are you a are you expert level? No, is that what he's talking, talking about? This about? Well, when, no, you, I learned that you went too far. Where did he get that from? That's all I'm saying. That's his, that's his trademark. Let he it go says now. That. Let I it can't. linger and move on. I can't. Okay. He always says that. Yeah. That's okay. his move. Yeah. Rhinoceros. Huh. Yeah. Lazy J, finishing it up strong, Lazy J. Hey, good morning, fellas. Yeah, what I learned over the weekend, man, it sure was a lot of 49ers fans yesterday that are Astros fans. But John Lynch sure did throw y'all under the bus. Astros fans that are well, he's a well. We know Lazy J is a Cowboy fan. I'm not sure. Are Astros fans also 49er fans? No, no. That's not a combination that I'm aware no, of. No, no. Unless it's Julian. Julian. That's the only 49er fan I know. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, and he seems like a nice one, not the one that'll put you in a coma and a. Bathroom, well, maybe at the because there were, there were fights. Is that what he's talking oh, about? Oh, what about that guy that with the with the hat on that just got pummeled? 
The Astros fan that got pummeled by the other guy? Well, that's oh, like, there's that, Astro and Astro violence. Oh, there was Astro well, and Astro. And the, guy, the, the top guy didn't want to throw punch. I mean, yeah. the top guy didn't know he was going to be in a fight. Well, he didn't. He had no, but it, how about that his hat never fell off? The bucket hat? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I hate seeing Astro and Astro fan violence. Yeah. There, but that's not, I mean, we saw Texan on Texan fan a couple of weeks ago. Now we're seeing Astro on Astro fan. We're, we're getting, we're starting to get a reputation big, now. No, we're starting to be a big city now. Well, <laughs> we're starting to get, we're in the yeah. big leagues now. Well, maybe hey, I guess our uh, football team's back. Maybe that's what he meant. Because yeah. Fortnite fans are known for throwing hands. Oh, so. no, they're bad. Mm-hmm. Well, Roger Clemens joining us on the other side right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 right now. I'm talking about Coors Light, baby. Cold, clean, crisp, refreshing. Do you think I had any Friday when I played golf? Yes. Do you think I had any Saturday when I was watching all the college football, going to the Greek Fest, having uh, watching the Astros? Yes. Do you think I had any yesterday watching the Texans and the Astros? Yes. I'm doing my part. Are you doing yours? Keeping Texas chill, it's the best. I'm telling you, I can't. I just can't enjoy stuff without a cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. It's what I do. It's what you should do. I'm hoping you will do it. Try it. You'll love it. I love it, and I think you will too. If you haven't tried it, get on board. Come on, climb on, brother, because it is cold, clean, crisp, and refreshing. I love my Coors Lights. I hope you do too. Watch, because we're going to be out there buying Coors Lights for people in the very near future. Don't you go anywhere. Cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. Climb on, brother. ESPN 97.5.com. We keep getting away with it. I want to fall. Even don't fall. Eight twenty-eight, right here on the bench. I got to tell you guys, had a great weekend with my tequila, with my Maestro Nobel. It is a smooth, well-created uh, tequila. It's uh, t- this weekend. It was Cristalino, and I had some añejo. And uh, when you have Maestro Nobel, you know that you have eleven generations of tequila makers from Tequila Mexico who are putting in that work. These are uh, the flavor profiles are outstanding. Always a very smooth finish. Smooth on the front end, smooth with the finish. And the best thing about Maestro Bell is that it is a high-end tequila with a very reasonable price. And you can find it wherever fine liquors are sold. If they don't carry it at your restaurant or your store, make sure you're asking them to carry it by name. It's Maestro Bell. They're the official tequila of the PGA Tour. And John Rahm is a spokesman, and so is Lance Zerline, both two huge names in the world of golf and NFL draft, uh, um, you know, concurrently. Welcome back to 97.5 and 92.5. Roger Clemens is going to be joining us here on ESPN 97.5. I'm going to tell him that it's coming from, uh, I'll tell him we're calling you now. Uh, he, I don't know if he thinks we, we're calling him from his phone, uh, from this phone, but he, we're calling him from that phone. Uh, all right, give him a call. we got Roger Clemens. Should be Hall of Famer Roger Clemens. Going to be joining us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. One of the one of the pitching greats. His insight is uh, just tremendous, and he is I, a I, I huge love, Astros guy. I don't love Wainwright on these calls. I, I like the insight. Don't love the delivery. His mouth is too close to the microphone, so it sounds completely different than the he's other two guys. A, he's got a bit of a... Yeah, it sounds kind of country. Like yeah. He's just... I don't know. He doesn't sound like a national... I mean, he doesn't sound like a national guy. It's awfully quick for Wainwright to be getting that job, too. That's what I think. Yeah. He hasn't actually done anything. No, and he's going right to the playoffs. Roger Clemens is joining us right now. Roger here. should be doing Roger that job. should be doing this Roger stuff. should That's if he wanted. should be doing I don't it. know if he wants to do well, that Well, we'll ask him. Roger, do you want to? Look, we got Wainwright on the call. We're not crazy about him. Um, what about you doing this stuff instead of, uh, instead of Adam Wainwright? Color commentary. Hey, I, I enjoy doing it all. Watching some of these guys that I know and I've known for a long time. So you know, I love you know I love doing it. But uh, I don't know that I want to do it full time. I'd rather call into you guys in the morning. You see, I love that. That's what we love about Roger Clements right here on ESPN ninety-seven five and ninety-two. We get a good hindsight from these chairs. That's right. Brought to you by John Daspit right here on ESPN ninety-seven five and ninety-two five. We really appreciate it, John Daspit. If you have any kind of personal injury, this is the guy that you have to call. Roger. Okay, let's talk first about Verlander and how he has turned it around. Of course, 
He got he got a couple of ground ball double plays that he normally does not get. He didn't. He wasn't all that great early on. He was great later. But man, those double play balls certainly can't help that starter, can it? You're dead on, Jono. Yeah, I mean, it was it it got a little dicey early, but the the two double plays, man, that, that that's a game changer for a starting pitcher. And like you said, both JV and I are fairly fly ball pitchers, so to get those, those were crucial. Uh, and you know, Minnesota, that's where you that's where you got to you know slow somebody down early. If they're going to get to JV, a, a top a front line pitcher, they get to you early. And Minnesota came out and put pressure on early. He, you know, and again, the double plays were the key. That's what you're going to have to watch for in Game Three in Minnesota. Those first three innings, I, I think uh, Javier's pitching Game Three against Sonny Gray, and you're going to have to pay attention early because uh, both teams are pretty fired up right now. Guys are getting hits on both teams. Uh, yeah, to be specific, somebody like Carrera and of course Jordan is locked in. Um, you got to be careful giving these guys, not pitching them tough late in at bats and letting them pick off another hit here or there or Jordan in his situation, that, that two-run homer late, and, uh, and keeping them hot throughout this playoffs. You're going to have to see a situation where now in a short series, and now, now it's a three-game short series, you're going to have to pay attention to, you know, you might, be, you might be pitching around Jordan. You might start walking this guy like they did Barry Bonds uh, sometimes. So, but... Uh, yeah, the, the, I always say, what was it, Verlander's 35th career postseason start? Uh, you know, he, he, he got going again. He found, found a way. That's what you have to do. He found a way to do it. Um, you know, I've always said, I, when I did some TV, I had the viewers watch. Uh, what I love about JV and his, his mechanics is his toe tap uh, right when he gets started. <coughs> Excuse me. Right, right when he goes, he gets ready to deliver the ball, he's got a little toe tap by the rubber. For your golfer listeners, it's similar to having a little forward press on your on you know to get started on your your putting stroke or maybe your your swing. But it's it's a great balance setup thing for him to stay around the zone and execute pitches, which he does. So I love that. I love I loved Altuve's ambush first pitch home run. Uh, this dude, I'm telling you, he he probably woke up. And on his drive to the stadium, he knew he was if he got a fastball in a certain location that he was going to ambush this guy, and he did. I mean, it reminds me of Soriano when I was with the Yankees. We, had, you know, he was a leadoff hitter with you know thirty homers and a hundred RBIs. And if you laid a little cookie in there, you weren't getting it back. So it, it's just fun to watch him play in the postseason. Uh, you know, what twenty fourth, I think second all time, twenty fourth postseason home run. But mm-hmm. it's just fun to watch this dude. Uh, we got Roger Clemens with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 98.25. You're pitching. How do you go about it when you're facing? What do you do? Because you got Tucker behind him. And what do you do if the Astros with Carlos Correa? Because you know how, how, how clutch he is and how he is so laser focused in the postseason. It's unbelievable. What do you do when those guys are coming up? It's brutal when you're facing one of your ex teammates because they kind of, you kind of know each other. Uh, you still want to make him uncomfortable. I thought JB made some good pitches uh, inside and, and, and was crowning him as uh, best he could. Some of the other guys just didn't pitch him well. The um, uh, 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 game two, I think it was a high, it was a high cutter. Uh, uh, it was, I think it was a curveball to him. Farmer uh, going to game two now. Farmer, uh, I think his home run was a high cutter. Carrera, you know, did you know just did, did the damage three for four? It was a high curve ball. He's lucky that thing stayed in the ballpark because it was it was sitting up high. All you got to do is backspin a ball like that when you leave it up in the zone. But it's just it's just different when you're facing a teammate and a guy that's you know pretty special and knows how you know how to play the game. Um, he's going to be you know they're going back to Minnesota. It's going to be loud and he's going to be you got to be careful with him in certain situations and you got to try and make him feel uncomfortable. So I you know I'll be as curious as anybody to watch Christian how he's going to pitch him. And like I said, I think the first three innings are going to be these teams are jumping out quick. Uh, you know, again Minnesota game one uh, had JV on the ropes, got the double plays like we talked about earlier, and then uh, they came out in game two and really got going. So. And, you know, pitching and defense premium at this time of year. We talked about it last year. 
we can talk about it next year. We can talk about it the next year after that. It's pitching and defense. It's premium right now. Uh, so it's, uh, it's pretty, it's, you know, again, I, I, they're going to have to be ready. It's a short series now. Roger Clemens, our guest, brought to you by the John Dasper Law Firm. Roger, I, I think that uh, one of the big differences, and we spoke with you last year, where Christian Javier was looking like maybe the the most effective pitcher in baseball came the uh, you know come the postseason, and then Hunter Brown, who was a young pitcher, who they did you know they only went to a few times, but he was huge out of the bullpen in that Seattle series. These two guys were not the same pitchers this year. How did you account for that? I'm not saying you got deep into the the film or anything, but you've watched these Astros. What happened this year with two talented pitchers and Christian Javier and Hunter Brown? Because clearly something is off more than just the mental. There's some Javier's just not he doesn't have the same movement on some of his fastballs. What did you what did you see, especially with Christian Javier? Yeah, well Javier, you know, he he was my you know, I, I had him I didn't win in the Cy Young Award last year. You know, you guys we talk, I think we talked about it and it, it's uh, it's a huge difference right now. I think um, Hunter has, has got to be, you know, be again real careful with, you know, that pitch call when you when you hear that, you know, whatever the pitch call is in your ear, and you just grab the ball and start throwing it. You turn into a power thrower. We, we talk to different guys around the league, different uh, friends of mine that are still playing. We even the veteran players I've talked to, uh, you know, that's the main thing we talked about is that they would, you know, hear the pitch call or hear the pitch in their ear and then grab the you know, just grab the ball and kind of throw it. You turn into a power thrower. And uh, instead of worrying about executing the pitch, the other thing you got to be careful in the postseason is you're amped up. And, um, you know, your ball's not going to sink as much if you're, if you're taking it from 92 to 94 miles an hour. Two miles an hour is a huge difference on a sinker. So there's all kinds of things that go on with these guys when they come in the game and you're a little bit fired up and, and trying to execute pitches. So, again, I'm going to be – uh, watching uh, closely, just like everyone else, to see what happens, to see if we can get back on par uh, to what we expected, uh, you know, that he had last year, and be consistent doing it throughout the playoffs. You know, just not have one great game. I mean, um, uh, again, playoff baseball. You look at what happened to Kershaw in L.A. That he was, you know, and they're talking about not, you know, taking him out of the rotation. That's not going to happen. He's going to have to go out there again and do that. Game one, I thought the Astros did it, were, were great because they're one of the teams that had to sit and watch the wild card playoffs. They didn't look rusty. All the other teams, Baltimore was a close game, but they got beat around. L.A. got blown out with Kershaw, like I just talked about, and Philadelphia manhandled Atlanta. So you, yeah. when those things are starting to happen, you wonder and you worry about you know your home team maybe being a little rusty while they're sitting there just you know having practices and taking a little batting practice. Well. Roger Clemens with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Yeah, the so right now in the in the DSs, the home team is one and five. It was uh, they were four and four in the wild card round. You know, we talk about Minnesota being really loud. It doesn't. Why is baseball? Why doesn't it matter? Why does home field advantage not matter nearly as much? Uh, good question. I mean, there, there are certain, you know, like uh, old Yankee Stadium, we felt like we had a, a fantastic advantage. I mean, uh, with your home crowd, I, I got to tell you, uh, going to in the playoffs way back when, I, I remember going to Minnesota in the Homer Dome. Now, it was covered, so it was, you know, it was loud. I mean, when the pitching coach came to the mound or, or uh, you know, uh, you know, Posada came to the mound, um, we were yelling on the mound. You could not hear them. It was so loud. And uh, that's a, that's a, just a huge advantage. But again, I still think uh, you know. I still you know. I, I still think if I if you look at all the teams that are are playing right now, I still think the Astros have the best bullpen. They just got to get their guys you know ready. Everybody knows the role. Presley looks great as usual. And um, but again, the starting pitching is going to have to you know hopefully get us five six innings, get it deep, and get it to our bullpen, and it's just a huge advantage. There's there's uh, two or three guys are going to be. They they've got uh, you know talked about it earlier. Jordan's locked in. Altuve's locked in. Tucker and Abreu they're right there. If they can get going, and that, that just puts a lot of pressure on some of these arms that these guys have. I mean, who was uh, who was it? Um, Lopez. I mean, he pitched great for, for for Minnesota. Seven innings, seven Ks, I believe. Um, and uh, for the guys to knock around, you know, Ober, he's got great stuff, and and they knocked him around pretty good too. So, um, 
there's been a, a, a definitely a few surprises. In the postseason, uh, we see Rocco. We saw Rocco Baldelli yesterday go for offense over defense, um, and you know you, you got to score runs. You talk about pitching and defense. Uh, he Dusty continues to make the decision to sit Yiner and play Maldonado when there's no offense there. What do you think about offense versus defense uh, in the postseason? Minnesota thinks they can score runs uh, or at will, so you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay attention to that. That's where a couple of the other guys got to get just the. They're having good at bats, but Tucker and Abreu, they're, they're going to have to get going a little bit, and uh, you know, jump in there with Jordan and, and Altuve. I mean, there's just it's just the way it is. You have to continue pressure on the opposing pitcher and have great at bats. And and uh, you know, I would love to see a situation where well, you know one of their starters, maybe Sonny Gray. I mean, he's he's Sonny's got some pitches he'll throw in there. I mean, he's really good. I've watched him throughout the year. Uh, but I would love it to get him at 100 pitches by the fourth inning, something like that. Just have a, you know, when our when our boys have those really good quality at bats and they just put pressure uh, inning after inning on the pitchers. So um, I'm I'm still again I'm the 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 time that I will not walk away uh, from the TV set uh, to to watch it be these first three innings and see what happens in Minnesota. I'm hoping not much happens because that's when Christian Javier's struggled so badly, so we'll see what he can uh, put together. I'm curious, Roger, do you think that, is there any chance that Houston, knowing that Carlos Correa knows these hitters so well, that they uh, maybe overthink their approach or try to try to maybe change, alter their approach based on what Carlos may be telling uh, his pitching staff? No, not not at all. I think Javier, he's got to go, he'll, he'll come out of the bullpen and he'll go with what his strengths are uh, immediately. And he'll stay with those strengths until somebody makes him change. But again, um, he, he's got he, you know he's got to make Carrera feel uncomfortable. Nobody likes the ball inside, and you pitch inside for strikes, and you pitch inside to make to open up the outside corner. So um, again, and, and there's and we talked about it last year. There's and it and it holds true this year. There's no fastball counts when you're watching. Guys are getting three two. The pitcher will get to three and two. Uh, just to be able to throw a breaking ball or a changeup, there's no, there's, I mean, and and that's why I say turn the guys loose on three and O. You know, you three and O is your two and O count now, and uh, so, but no, there's no, you know, you, they know Carrera. Our guys know Carrera just as well as he knows some of our guys. They still have to execute a, execute those pitches, and they're not, they're not executing those against him or or Jordan. So. They're leaving these guys, and they're letting them pick off another double or a homer late to keep them hot, which you can't do. Roger Clemens with us this morning on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. This is it's scary, but this lineup is this. Let's face it, Roger. When you compare the two lineups, this lineup can't shut it down like it did last night. It's got to now. Lopez looked great. Don't get me wrong. But you got to, you got to. This this team has got to come up with more hitting than they did because it's just better than the Twins lineup. It is. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, they they just shut us right down. It was. I think before Jordan hit uh, his two, it was you know six nothing. Uh, what the eighth, and then he hit his two run homer. Um, but again, it's good. It's good for Jordan. He's staying hot. He's locked in. If they're going to continue to pitch to him, then he's going to do some damage. So. Um, you know, but the, the the with all the comments that I've heard from the clubhouse inside the Twins clubhouse is they're feeling really comfortable about what they're able to do. If you're a road team, you want to get one win, obviously, out of the two, and now here we go. The Astros are going to have to pick one off uh, in Minnesota to get it back to Houston, which it will get crazy. But you know, you got the defending champs, so everybody's company is going to you know they're going to come after them, and uh, guys got to be ready for it. They're, the pitchers are usually going to try and you know throw their best stuff, but we, um, again, I hope they jump on uh, Sonny Gray early and, and get going, like you said. Got to do it. Got to do it. That's Roger Clemens with us after every playoff game right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, brought to you by the John Daspit Law Firm, because that's what John Daspit does. We really appreciate him, and we appreciate you, Roger. Thanks so much for the insight, and we will talk to you again on Wednesday. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. All right. There's Roger Clemens right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You don't get that anywhere else. You do not get Roger Clemens anywhere else, Lance. You know that, right? I know that. John you know Daspit's that. making it a reality. For That's us. right. John Daspit is the hero. 
that we all need. Roger has some, you know, Roger makes, I, I love getting his perspective as a pitcher. Um, I do think Carlos knowing this team concerns me because now I feel like Altuve's never going to see a first pitch fastball again. Uh, he'll just see a bunch of change-ups. No, and, you know, he's a guy who loves what, to swing first pitch, so he better be ready to take what, the first pitch. What's funny, though, too, is that Carlos said, "Do we cannot let Jordan beat us. We cannot let Jordan beat us. We cannot, before the series started, and Jordan's got three homers in this series. He said, "We gotta let we love Tuck is great. Tuck is great, but what, let's go down and let Tuck beat us." And yet they're letting Jordan beat them still. Mm-hmm. Which, it'll be interesting to see whether or not how they change that, whether or not they throw to him. You know, the first couple of at bats for Jordan were bad. I mean, they, he 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 was overmatched in those, especially with that high fastball that you talked about. He's not a guy who hits he, high fastballs. Well, it's, he on, it's on his heat map, which is why it's like people just don't believe it. It's yeah. like pitchers just. Let's just go to the lefty and throw changeups at him. Okay, I mean, I don't know now, how many times you guys have to see the coin has spoken. Lefty on lefty is not a good matchup for good you, matchup. and throwing changeups to him is a terrible idea. Yep, yep, yep. All right, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. You got any thoughts on any of this? You're more than welcome. Right now, we're going to talk about TGS Insurance. Well, TGS Insurance has never made it easier for you to save money before than right now. At TGS Insurance, you are able to text the word money to 232323 on your phone, and they will ask for your address. You'll send it. Within 15 seconds, you're going to have a firm quote on homeowner's insurance. Compare it to what you are paying now. What's very important here is that you understand that with TGS Insurance, they know that you know insurance prices have been going bananas, homeowner's insurance prices. You can't avoid an increase, but now TGS has been able to slow that process. Well, they didn't slow it down. They're taking advantage of the slowing process. And so they check with multiple underwriters and are able to get you the very best rates. And so all you do is text the word money to 232323, and you could end up saving three, five, seven hundred, maybe even $1,000 annually for your homeowner's insurance. Put more of your money back in your pocket without giving up your coverage. That's very important for you to know. You get the same great coverage. Text the word money. To 232323 23 23 or go to tgsinsurance.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. Oh, it's you people. Tired of being the acting like you some one-man GPS? Well, i got to talk right now about home bank. Are you looking for a bank? Is your bank doing everything you need it to do? Is your bank, you know, is, how's your checking account with your bank? How much is that costing you? How is your... Uh, are they giving you that loan, that money that you might need? Okay. How about a community bank since 1908? Been around, going to be around. 42 total banking locations, five here in the Houston area. They've been here. They've done that. 115 years they've been doing it, and they're still rocking it. we got uh, River Oaks location, Sugarland location, Gulf Freeway, Clear Lake, Friendswood, local bankers, local knowledge. They know what they're doing. It's home bank. Business and personal banking solutions for all of your needs. Are you a small business or are you, are you know, personalized banking as well? They got competitive rates with everybody, but it is the attention that you get, the local knowledge, the local attention. They'll be there for you. Stop by any home bank location or visit home24bank.com, home24bank.com. Good for business, good for life. Home bank, member FDIC. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence, John Granado and Lance Zerline. Well, we have uh, been able to weave from all Deion Sanders' national media coverage. Thank gosh. Well, now it's Kelsey and Taylor Swift. We're now on that era, except he went to his 34th birthday, no Taylor Swift, and she wasn't at the game yesterday. So if something happens here, first of all, a lot of people are going to have Kelsey jerseys that don't want it anymore. And number two, what are we going to find next? Was the whole thing just a ruse? I mean, to get make him popular for the Pfizer commercials? No, I don't think so. I don't think Taylor would be part of that. Oh, no, I don't, well, she's kind of... Why would she be she's people lefty. saying that? All this, this, just the, she's a lefty. No, I don't think it has anything you to do with it. You think that Joe Biden asked... Them to do this. To no, work, I think they work. probably like each other. I think like with most celebrity stuff, it'd be fun, and then boom, she'll be gone, and that'll be that. 
It's just like something where you, uh, it's like a Hugh Grant movie with, uh, uh, what's her name? Pretty woman. Julia Roberts. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, you're watching a Hugh Grant movie, like Notting Hill or one of those movies. Only at the end, she doesn't like him at the end. She leaves and she doesn't go back to him. So it'll, it'll be like that. Taylor Smith will eventually leave and leave our, our tight end alone. Yeah, I'm it's tired not of our tight end. I'm tired of Taylor Smith messing with our tight end. Our? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, trying to clout chase by using him. But why do you say our? Because you're an NFL guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're they're all NFL players are ours. When it comes to her little army of people, they don't know our. Like he could be mine if I if I was willing to draft him in fantasy football. Yeah, then he's mine. I have ownership of Travis Kelsey. Huh. You, oh, yes. Huh. You own people. You own him. Yes. Okay. I have a share. I own a share of him. Yes. Um, wow. Yes. And in a way, it makes him more popular when fantasy, fantasy football has put money in his pocket, whether he knows it or not. It's made the sport bigger, the TV ratings higher, the TV ratings bigger, more money in the player's pocket. Yes. Fantasy but, football has made all NFL players more money. Do you think your overlord that the NFL want you to talk about how you own players? Well, I think that... I think that how, how you I are say leaning it, into this, how I say it might matter. Yes. And how you said it was, I own a part of you. Yeah. You think they would enjoy that? Well, they're just going to have to get on board. Interesting. Uh, let me ask you on board. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Who's your MVP in the NFL right now through five weeks? Everyone's the MVP. Brock Tua. Purdy. Tua. Brock Purdy is the favorite. Brock Purdy's the favorite. I like, I kind of like Tua right now. Um, Tua should be. Tua's but, been Tua's, really, really good. It's or Mahomes maybe Devin is, A. Chain. Uh, another touchdown. I got to tell you now, Devin can, A. Chain is going to be hard to beat. Or A. Chain is going to be. He- Why do we change it this year? Because he he's t- got an E at the end of it. It's what Tony Dorsett did too. No, I, you're A. Chain. You then take the E off. No, you can't. If you want to be called A. Chain, take wow. the. Wow. Take the E off of it. It makes the vowel long. So vowel. who's the favorite in offensive rookie of the year? I think it's, it's, it's Stroud, probably right? him over CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. All right. I tell you what. Do you see? He's averaging over ten yards a carry. Yeah, but they. She's he's no scored. CJ Stroud. How many touchdowns does he have now? Seven. He, he has seven now. So second in the league in rushing overall. He's on pace to end up with like fifteen no touchdowns. By the way, that's when he he didn't play in the first game. Had one carry in the second game. So he's. Pretty much only played three games. And how many yards does he have rushing? <laughs> yeah, now? but the one was against uh, Denver. So what? That doesn't so? count. They still count. That doesn't count. Uh, CJ's the favorite. De- De- Devon, Devon, Devon Achan, Achan is second. Puka is tied with him. Yeah, there's some. Puka is good. Bijan is Bijan is fourth. Anthony Richardson hurt again. Three times in four games. Three times in four. What about Laporta? Yeah, Sam Laporta's having Holy a good year. Crap. There's some rookies having some good years right now. Yes. Sam Laporta, two more touchdowns yesterday. A-chan right now is just like he averages over 10 yards a carry and has seven touchdowns. Like, how are you? He's getting hitting long touchdown runs. This is like a Chris Johnson run for him. I don't him. care about him. Jalen Carter, Hater. defensive rookie of the year, leading the way one to two. Hmm. Uh, Devin, Devin Witherspoon and then Will Anderson is third at 12 to one. So Brock Purdy leads the way in MVP voting early on. I mean, I mean, it's that's un, it's incredible, incredible that who would have picked Brock Purdy five weeks in being the MVP, even of his team with Christian McCaffrey there, mm-hmm. even of his team that he's Christian McCaffrey is down the list actually. How about I just figure somebody try to figure out the NFL after Buffalo beats Miami they go and lose to Jacksonville after Jacksonville loses to the Texans it's 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 stupid I mean and they handled Buffalo yeah. too Buffalo only made it close because they got a touchdown in like 35 seconds at the end of that game it's hard to beat Jacksonville when they're playing at home in London right it's hard to beat them they're really they're a really tough team I, uh, you know, as far as the Texans are concerned, this is like, that's kind of what I expected. You're going to have some ups. This is who they're going to be right now. Ups and downs. Yes, it was a very winnable game. I think the Texans showed that they, you know, are able to go in and, and be competitive on the road and all that stuff. That's great. Texans had a lead and, and blew it at the end of the game. But it is disappointing that you have Desmond Ritter beat you. 
Like Desmond Ritter beat you. No. That is disappointing. Well, but you picked your poison. But you had some turnovers that went your way. You didn't capitalize You picked your poison. You held them to 2.7 yards of carry, which is they dominated. Before the game, I'm listening. We got to stop the run. We got to stop BJ, uh, Bijan. We got to stop Bijan. We got to. And they did. And they did what they did. You picked your poison. Your poison was Desmond Ritter, and Desmond Ritter, Ritter beat you. But he shouldn't poison you that badly. Right. Well, no, it was a two point win. I mean, it's not like he crushed you. No, but no, his but numbers. 351 yeah. yards. Yeah. I mean, you should you should have played better, but you concentrated on stopping the run. That's what you that's what you tried to do, and it, all week long the same thing. Good game thing. for Will Anderson. And they were pointed out on TV too. Will was really in there making things work. By the way, Henry two hundred two hundred is he's a lot bigger and thicker than he was in college. Like he looks like a bigger guy than he was at Alabama. Really, I was thinking the exact opposite. I thought he was no. Small. He looks smaller. I, no, he looks thicker in the arms. Like he's not a tall guy. He looks shorter and squattier. But um, on tape, I thought he looked like you know he was longer and leaner. But on the field, I didn't recognize him hardly. I'm like, man, he looks really short and squatty. Linebackers did a much better job. He and Blake Cashman did a did a much better job uh, yesterday. I think that's the best combination. If you want to know the truth, it, Perriman was Perriman made some plays too. But mm-hmm. I think if you want to know the truth. Cashman and Tuatoa have been the best linebackers this year. Then Christian Harris, who was yes, the second Christian round Harris pick. has not been. No. no, and here's the other thing. Um, is this the beginning of having to worry about Tank Dell? Tank Dell makes a catch and gets a concussion just landing on the ground face first. It was a shot that typically you wouldn't think would create a concussion, but he was concussed and had to leave the game, did not come back. We'll see if he plays this week. I it's typically unlikely after you have a week of concussion, but here's a guy who never had an injury in college and now five weeks in is out with a concussion, and he's a smaller guy. That's going to be a concern. That's something to keep an eye on. But then again, a guy who looks like the Incredible Hulk in Anthony Richardson has missed time with shoulder, leg, concussion. He hasn't finished three of his games that he's been in, and a fourth game he didn't even play. So out of their five games, he's played four. Um and in three of those games, he didn't even finish, John. He couldn't finish games against the Texans, against the um, – who was the other one? Was it, No, he was there for the Rams. But the other loss they had maybe is that he didn't finish Titans and I think it was Jaguars or somebody like that. Anthony Richardson, who looks the part physically, yes. he's been injured three times. But he is a running quarterback, and this is what even you know Cam got banged up. You just get banged up when you're going to as big and strong as Cam was. Yeah, but this one, is what only, happens. Only, only two of them happened when he was running. Yesterday was just he got hit at the point where he was trying to throw and got the AC joint jacked up. But that's this has to be a concern for them after having Andrew Luck. With the injury history he had, that now you got a quarterback you just spent a fourth round pick, I mean a fourth pick of the draft on, and three of his first four games he's out, mm-hmm. he can't finish mm-hmm. with three different injuries. Woo! Mm-hmm. And everyone was worried about Bryce Young. No, uh, well you got to be able to avoid that stuff, and he he isn't. And Tank was a weird thing. It wasn't like he was hit; he hit his head on the ground. So that's weird. He'll probably. We'll see what happens with next week. And then they got the bye week. Maybe you sit him out next week. Mechie did an okay job. Mechie seems to be making a couple of catches. But Tank is so explosive. you got to have Tank. Uh, hopefully he'll be better. And he maybe maybe not next week, but if you give him a couple, three weeks to get better, he's uh, hopefully going to make a much bigger impact than he has so far. Right now we're talking about Chastank Ford. You want to talk about a big impact? We got that at Chastank Ford. I love Chastank Ford. You're going to love Chastank Ford. If you, I, I had to deal with him. I had a, a, a nail in my tire on Friday. Went over to Chastank Ford. We were close because we were at East River 9, so I took it over to the dealership. They pulled it out. They fixed it. They just can't be better at what they do. The service is second to none. I just love what they do uh, back there in the service department. If you have any issues whatsoever, and oh, by the way, if you have a business and you have a fleet, they will come to you. they got mobile service where they can come to your business and fix those vehicles as opposed to you towing them over to Chastang Ford. You don't have to do that. Go to ChastangFord.com and find out how you can get their mobile service come to you. It's got to be a fleet. It's got to be a business, not personalized. Uh, but you can bring your car there. If you have any issue, they stand behind every vehicle that they sell, you, new and used. Then they're going to make sure that they – I had a door issue with my, my lightning. Done, fixed, easy, done. And then they take care of business every single time. You can lease a Mach-E right now for only four forty nine a month or 0% for 60 months uh, uh, and a $2,000 
bonus cash. Plus, the F-150, which is the greatest truck in the world, it's $15,000 off. The 2023 F-150, they got them in stock, ready to be delivered. It, it's the, the dealership that you can trust, the dealership that you love. It's the service, the second to none. It's everything about it. ChastangFord.com on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead, five minutes from downtown Chastang Ford. ESPN, 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. You hooked up with it. You decided to marry it. <laughs> 